Shooters, you are now in your prep time. Your prep time has ended. With the magazine of 15 rounds, make it condition one weapon. Is the line ready? The line is ready. Shooters, firing five rounds in a time limit of 60 seconds. Stand by. Contact. This session is brought to you by Aloha Puddin'. The only aloha you need is Aloha Puddin'. Find them at alohapuddin.com. That's aloha, P-U-D-D-I-N dot com. I Got Next, the app for athletes, helping athletes find pickup games in their area. Find them at igotnextshop.com. That's igotnextshop.com. Good morning, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pit Talk, Pulling Pits and Opinions with your host, Gunnery Sarnies, Rael Garcia on the mic, Big Is. G money, whatever you want to call me, I'm here. I am here again. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest by the name of Staff Sergeant Roman Popkoff. Say hello. Um, hello, ladies and gentlemen, viewers, that whole debacle. I think it's very interesting that you used a Spanish accent to use on my Russian name. I just said say hello. I, I said hello. It. That's it. Just say hello. No reason to scream? Okay. All right. Fine. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we got the drill instructor session one. Drill in, in the midst of the hist, as everybody knows, March 1st is coming out. So all these prime candidates are getting selected. Staff Sergeant Roman Popkov, can you uh, give a little bit of insight about Roman? Where you come from, Marine Corps background, how long you've been in. So... On and so forth. Hit it. Of course. So, uh, obviously, Roman Popkov, Russian by nature, joined mm. the military back in 2008. Um, it was out of, out of Washington State. It was good times. Uh, when it came to what I wanted to do, I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up, so I decided to do the first thing that everybody wants to do when they think about the military. I'm going to drive a big truck. So, after big truck driving, I uh, was stationed in North Carolina, went to... Okinawa, spent some time on Camp Foster, things like that, and then went to the depot as a drone instructor. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Three years, uh, MCRD San Diego, a uh, couple different billets, a couple different hats, got to experience quite a few different things. And then after that, uh, came to came here to Marine Corps Base Hawaii, and now I get to spend these glorious moments with you. <laughs> that's awesome i'm privileged thank you for coming out and taking the time to be on this podcast letting the marines know everybody know you know i'm a little biased we have the hardest most demanding special duty assignment in the armed forces do you agree yes recruiting is very intense <laughs> but yeah as a drill instructor okay so this session is about the drill instructor all right everybody wants to know about the smoky bear right but you only get the full experience if you go. 
right? Uh, basically. But your experience, Roman, can I call you that? Of course. Formerly known as Roman Popcorn. Formerly. Right? Your staff's are in Popcorn. That's correct. Uh, uh, Roman, can you tell me a little bit about DI school? How you checked in? Let's, let's start there. Okay. So uh, showed up, showed up, checked in. Uh, checking in alphas, the the normal way you would check into a formal school, and uh, you get was there. it intense? It it was at first it was super super calm. They just wanted to get you guys off the bus, get you guys everybody into the building, and then as you're checking in, then the the yelling and the screaming started. Um, Wait, that was when you checked in? Checked in. Hell yes. Checked in. So as we're walking walking into the building with our orders and hands, um, they're they're. Uh, regurgitating specific ways that they want us to communicate with them. So it is not good to go. Things like that you would normally say in the in a fleet environment. Mm-hmm, you don't, you don't mm-hmm. say stuff like that. So it's it was, uh, you would say, yes, staff sergeant, no staff sergeant, even if you were a staff sergeant. If you were a gunnery sergeant student, you would still say, yes, staff sergeant, no staff sergeant to the instructors. Solid. Okay, so it's more of recruit depotisms now. Or actually, you know what? Proper responses, per se. Yes, yes. Was it, uh, were you sweating? Was it nervous for you? Was it different? You weren't used to doing all that right away? So that was something new for me, especially since I don't think I was mentally prepared for exactly what I was getting into. Mm-hmm. My 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 first day was uh, was interesting because they disqualified me when I first got there. Hell yes. So they disqualified me because- Was it the blue eyes? It was not the blue eyes. It was, was it the bald head? It was my gorgeous smile. I actually fair enough. I showed up with hair, which was a mistake. <laughs> what the which, frick? No, I guess nobody uh, people failed to tell me that I needed to shave my head before I got there. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's neither here nor there. But it was actually the the medical paperwork. It didn't say in my medical paperwork that I was fit for DI duty, which was a big big deal. Okay, fair enough. Uh, obviously, you got that taken care of. I'm no, assuming no? no, no, definitely not. Doctor just signed off on it. Well, fair enough. Well, but you were good to go after that. I, after that, I was good to go. So DI school, how long is it? So DI school is three months. Three months. Yes. Uh, can you tell me the first phase of DI school? Do you remember the first phase? I know it was a long time ago for me too. It was pretty. It was a blur. I don't remember DI school as much as I remember the actual being in the trenches. Right. I'm sure it's the same thing for you. Yes. So uh, first phase that was getting the nitty gritty out of the way. So um, that was the random uniform inspections. That was the getting little to no time to get ready and more or less just operating on the premise that you don't know what's happening next, even though they give you a training schedule and you operate on the, off of the training schedule, but they, they don't give you enough time to get everything done and the expectations are high. So you do sweat. It's a constant sweat. You're sweating in your uniform. You're sweating PT running up early, um, Working on the weekends, practicing drill on the weekends, things like that. But that's that's what I remember from first phase specifically. And did you overall? I'm a, it's just three months long. Do you do every PT session the recruits would do? So yes, uh, everything to include the the more illicit ones like log drills and things of that nature. Oh, those were a slayer. Those were a slayer. Even for me, those were slayer. <laughs> <sighs> I remember those. Even for you, but I mean, you're a PT stud, so it's a little different. I appreciate that. Of course. But they can't see me. They can see you. It's okay. They can, they can just imagine what you look like. Oh, <laughs> mm, I like that. Well, continuing. 
uh, PT. So we do all the P- we do all the PT the recruits do. I'm assuming it's because they want us to feel the same thing that the recruits gonna feel. So therefore, we can push through it. I'm assuming. Is that what you think it went was for? I think that's about fifty percent accurate. <laughs> so yes, obviously you want you want to know that your body can handle it and things like that. But mostly it's to see that activity and see how they expect you to perform that activity when you are actually in the trenches. So everything has a purpose through it, DI yeah. school. I would say ninety five percent of everything has a purpose in DI school. It's ninety five. It's a good number. I don't really care about the five percent. Ninety five percent is good. Um, was there, do the instructors, did they set a precedence right away? They do. They do 100%. So it's the expectation is if you are failing in a specific or not necessarily failing, but if you're falling in a specific topic or a subject, you are expected to ask the other, the other students before you talk to an instructor. The precedent there is you have to learn from each other. Hmm. And then uh, you, so there's, there's some people that showed up, some Marines showed up, they were super confident when it comes to drill. Some people were confident with correspondence, things of that nature. But I mean, ultimately the precedence was set as you learn from each other, you endure together and together you will make it through. Solid. Um, Were there more demanding uh, DI instructors per se than others? For sure. Uh, Do you remember your DI, drill instructor instructors? So I remember my squad instructor uh, very well, actually. He was the fastest young gentleman Fastest staff sergeant. Was he short? There, he was not short. He was my height, but get, get, I mean, you so, are relatively um, average. So vertically challenged is the proper vernacular. <laughs> so, sure, all right. But he was stocky, like you. He was stocky, yes. But that mm. man could run circles around all of us. Was he Hispanic? He was Hispanic. Mm, interesting. Continuing. Um. So three months went by. Did you lose any weight? I lost twenty. Between 25 and 28 pounds uh, in the first two months. There's a lot of academics in DI school, yes? There is. Uh, and what are we learning as as up-and-coming drill instructors? What are we learning? Basic Marine Corps knowledge that I remember. Uh, basic drill. Okay. Um, what about uh, SOP? So RTO is, so, is what yeah. it's called now. I think. It used to be the SOP. Now it's the recruit training order. That's right. correct. Um, but you, you, you learn that you have different tests on, uh, and then uh, obviously if you, if you don't pass the test, you can't be a drill instructor. So, right. So you do a lot of drill, a lot of drill. And those are called what? Teachbacks. So the teachbacks wasn't drill. Teachbacks was a way for you to, again, that, that, of it was to slay your mind, your soul, and your spirit, and 50% of it so you were aware of what the grading requirements are for that specific. So it had nothing to do with learning the drill movement? It it, it had some to do. Very small. I would say a small portion. But that's your opinion? That is my opinion. That's how you took it. It's fair fair to say, though, because now that I think about it, eh, that's fair to say. It, It was to... Slay your voice because I remember taking seven, what, seven times seven out there? Seven times seven. Seven times seven and then screaming it back and them just kind of smoking and joking at the back end. Like, I can't hear you, blah, blah, blah. And right? then also the uh, the aircraft. So they're so close to the airport. Mm-hmm. You just scream as loud as you can for as long as you can until the aircraft passes. And then that's a ask, good. Are there any questions? I hope you. That's a good secret. But. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. Um, the next one would be. So. That would only not only for be for drill to learn drill, but it was more to it had a purpose rather than just drill. 
Yes. That's kind of okay. Well, uh, so it seems like pretty self-explanatory. Three high school, three months. You learn all the PT movements, what it's supposed to look like, how there's how you're supposed to scream. Do you ever go on the recruits uh, when you're in DI school? So there is a there is a week that you get to observe from a distance, but you're not the at least that I remember. Um, you go to the field, you get to see how they execute, mm. but it's not a it's not a face to face interaction where you are actually doing those things until. Um, RTO week. RTO week, which at that. that at that point you are executing no, normal drill instructor functions, just with the with, eight point. with with an eight point cover. Man, I remember that. That was embarrassing, wasn't it? Only a little bit. Only a little bit for you. Only a little bit. Well, I mean, it was nervous for me. I was nerve, super nervous. Uh, but that's I'm pretty sure that's everybody until you realize that they're not going to respond to you anyway. <laughs> that's a good point. You're not wearing your. You look like an idiot. You do. <laughs> Ah, it's a humbling experience for sure. Hundred percent. Scream. Mm-hmm. Who are like, you? Are you talking to me? Are you, yeah. Are you talking to me? Do you, yeah. do you want me to scream? But it was all worth it. It was worth it. It had a purpose. It had it, a purpose. It definitely had a purpose. That that you. I think at that point you really learn that you either really are going to do this or you realize at that point that you made a mistake. Oh, but it's too late at that point. It's too late at that. You are committed. So, uh, relatively, sp- as far as being hard, um. DI school, mm-hmm. is it hard? Is it demanding? Is it as demanding as you thought it was going to be compared to the trenches? No, I, I don't think so. So I th- it's I, I think it's good. It's it's a good it's a good start. It's a good stepping stone. But it is, I don't think it prepares you mentally for what you're going to experience on on the drill field mm-hmm. like in the actual trenches. And again, it's I don't think it's supposed to. I think it's supposed to give you good baseline. I'm, That's correct. I think we could agree on that. Mm-hmm. So it does give you good baseline. Um, is it a humbling experience as a as a alpha male, so to speak, to go to DI school? Yes, because you have to. At that point, you are back in student status. You are, you are not necessarily a leader at that point you are a follower even if you've been used to being responsible for your your mos or your field of study whatever that might be at that point you are a student mm-hmm. uh, you are a a hypothetical recruit that's already made it through boot camp solid hypothetical recruit that's made it to boot camp solid um actually i agree with that your hypothetical recruit that made it to boot camp. That's good. Um, so long story short, I, I'd say DI school is is kind of a what's that called? A uh in DI duty. I forget. Nobody can see my hand moving, but Head a movement. glimpse or a a little a blink compared to the trenches. Oh yes. Yeah, three months compared to three years. It's definitely so you took leave. After DI school, thirty days, forty five days. How did you get? When did you get? So I took thirty days of leave. And you took all thirty? Uh, no, not even close. <laughs> you didn't. You checked right in. I checked right in. You are wild. Well, do you recommend doing that? No. Yeah, take the leave, ladies and gentlemen. First tool of DI DI duty: take the forty five, take the thirty, wherever you're coming from. Take the entire time. Next point. So now you check in. You checking in alphas in the trenches. What's going on? Uh, can you tell me about tell, tell me a bit about your experience checking in to the trenches. Uh, what company battalion were you with? So third battalion India company. Right, third battalion. Okay. Fortunately, I checked in 
before a cycle started. It was two weeks prior to uh, the actual pickup week. Mm-hmm. So I, I checked in with the first sergeant in Alpha's. And that, that was it. He just said, you look like a sea bag full of doorknobs because I just got off 30 days. Well, it was like sea bag. What? A sea bag full of doorknobs. Sea bag full of doorknobs. So you were fat? I was not fat, but I was not his idea of a images, everything a, a chiseled, a chiseled. You you're know, now you're pretty chiseled. I'm gorgeous. Fair enough. Continuing. But uh, so checked in in Alpha's first heart. Uh, after that, he just said, go change over. And then it's time to set up the house. So it wasn't even, it was like, hey, welcome. Go change over. We got to go. We, we have stuff to do. That's correct. I had, I remember a couple of the Marines I checked in with, they checked in right away. And they called this thing called bird dogging. Do you remember that? Of course. Can you tell me about a bird dogging? What is that? So uh, that term is a little weird for me. What is it? Can you explain that to the listeners? What bird dogging is? So uh, are we talking about drill instructor bird dogging, or are we talking about bird dogging like when you have a dog and you're going hunting and things? Like bird dogging drill instructor duty. Bird dogging drill instructor duty. That's when you are um, a temp loan to a platoon or a company, and you as a temp loan, uh, you are not a signed off drill instructor. You are what what they what they need as a go-getter. So you're the gopher. You are the one that runs around and screams for no apparent reason. You're still learning what to do. You don't get any credit for the cycle, but you do get to see the training days, um, whatever whatever section of the training schedule you just happen to fall under. Oof. And then, so if, uh, I know a lot of the guys that graduated with me that went to 1st Battalion and 2nd Battalion, they began burned up, bird-dogging some of them were bird dogging most of second phase before their actual cycle started with their parent company. Slay. So there was no break for these guys. That sucks. But they did get to see. They did get some uh, good PT, they right? Did. Some they good did. PT time. Okay. Well, second phase, this is before the four phase models. So ah, that's right. It did change over so there. They, they were up north for second phase. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So bird dogging is fun. No. It, no, it is not. It's not. Ladies and gentlemen, another tool. Bird dogging is not fun. Take the forty five days. That is correct. <laughs> okay. Next. So now that now that you're fully checked in, right? You're setting up the house. It takes, you know, the week the week of prep week, right? It's just all these classes, sapper, this, that, the other. That's correct. RTO, you know, basic basic refreshers. Practicing the speech. Practicing the speech. Well, not you not us. No. Not the no. first guys that check in. Practicing the snap and pop. Is is there roles in DI duty? So be a little bit more specific roles in terms of everybody has a role so everybody has a role everybody has a mission something that they're supposed to do um it might not be what is acceptable because again even as a brand new drill instructor yes your role is to learn but more or less your role at least for me when i when i was good when i was there when i was a brand new drill instructor on my first cycle my role was to cause havoc uh, complete and utter chaos, um, and my goal was just to learn the training the training schedule. So, if there was a number associated with you, say as a five man team, what number would you have been when you first did it? First so, cycle. Uh, if if there was a number associated, which being that we know there are no numbers right. associated with green belt drill instructors, yeah, yeah. Um, I would have been a fifth. Fifth. I don't. You so you had five dudes on your team. If I had five dudes on so, my team, so so the number is 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 associated with how many dudes in the team and. Whether you have experience or not, I, it's nothing wrong with that. I think, but continuing, that's just my opinion. I don't think there's anything wrong with the numbers. 
But when I checked in, I was the fourth hat. No problem. Uh, same, same role. That's weird. The roles still stayed the same, though. It was to create havoc. IT, 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 IT. No requirement as far as I had to get recruits somewhere. That was their job. My job was just to create havoc. Do we agree? Uh, I do. I do agree. Was that was that fun for the first three months, or was that a learning experience? So that was a learning curve. <laughs> that curve. was that was an exponential learning curve because mm. at that point, uh, yes, you your job is to create havoc, but. If you are not learning how to be successful in creating havoc, then not only are you making it more difficult for the rest of your team, but you're also making it more difficult for yourself because you're not actually learning anything. You're not learning how to be more efficient, more effective. So controlled chaos. Controlled chaos is a good way to think about it. Yes. Okay. So as a, as a new drill instructor checking into the trenches, whatever baton you check into company, uh, your job as a new drill instructor is to have controlled chaos. Disturb, 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 but obviously... In the disturbing, we still got to make mission. That is correct. Fair enough. That's fair enough. Mm-hmm. Did uh was the did you learn right away after your first cycle what it should be, what it should look like, what how you should sound? Did it all come full circle after the first cycle? Or did it take time? So first cycle was was traumatic. I would assume. I I would say just because your first cycle, you're trying to learn, but more or less you are until you repeat that training day. So I think after at the at the conclusion of your second full cycle, I think at that point you become a a solid productive member of that team. You okay. saying after the first after the first couple six months per se after after six months. So when you've seen every training day as a brand new drill instructor, and then you've seen every training day as a drill instructor that's already witnessed that training day, that makes you more efficient. Fair enough. Um. <laughs> uh, so then, first cycle. Did you get signed? There's a thing called being signed off, right? right? Can you explain the sign off? What is being signed off? So getting signed off means the chief drill instructor he observes you. The the company first aren't observed. wave tops, wave tops, wave tops. Uh, wave tops. So wave tops. it it just means that uh, you are allowed to be with recruits by yourself. So there's you earn the trust of your senior leaders right? and those appointed over you and say they can trust you around recruits. That's correct. Fair enough. So that's the sign-off process, right? That is. Yeah. Uh, there's some, there's some, um, you know, some nuances and or caveats, whatever you want to word, I, but caveats seems like a bad thing. That is. It is. Uh, so there's some nuances to it then. Uh, one being running the deck. Can you explain running the deck? So running the deck, that means that you are able to control everything that's going on on the deck. So uh, getting them dressed for basic daily routine or um, having them having them get dressed, undressed within a specific time frame, getting them outside in formation whilst at the same time um, making sure that you're meeting these time hacks and ITing recruits, just being able to control everything that's going on just with your with your voice, with your presence, with your actions. Solid. It sounds difficult. It is. It is. Um, some would even say that uh, if you are not sweating while you are running the deck, you're not doing it right. That's fair. I think I sweat. I was sweating on my, my first uh, go around and trying to get signed off was evening BDR. When was yours? It was evening BDR. Evening BDR? Solid. I remember sweating bullets. I had, you know, 
freaking what do they call when you poke the hole in the beer can and just freaking shotgun shotgunning it shotgun two red bulls and they said are you ready i was a sergeant at the time are you ready sergeant garcia i said i'm ready and then i just took off but then uh, then as soon as it started they just walked off the deck that's how bad it was <laughs> for me well, well, it was the same experience for you. Well, so so again, it all depends on how the senior green belt drill instructor, or the you know on on our coast, on the west coast, uh, the J, the you know mm-hmm. illustrious J, uh, if he set everything up so that way to make you successful, and if you were paying attention, learning those commands, I mean, I think it's I think it's very doable. But if not, then what is the what, if not? Then you're working forever. You're working forever to, try to get signed off. <laughs> I remember I remember um they would put me on try to get signed off during the day during after after PT so yeah PT um shower change over get outside for chow right right before right in that time was like 15 minutes right right that was was that su- did you ever get an opportunity to get try to get signed off during the day so it wasn't uh they they wanted to see Morning BDR, they wanted to see evening BDR, but it was, so for me, it was evening BDR first, a basic daily routine, uh, morning BDR, and then uh, post-PT, getting them to chow, getting them back from chow. At that point, it's just at each one of those segments, the the chief drill instructor, the series chief, would observe me while there was, it was just me on deck. Mm. Um, is it is it easily obtainable to get signed off on the first cycle? Honestly, that depends. I, I think that really, <laughs> on how you were are you were raised. Yeah, no, fair. I think it really depends on the necessity for the platoon. If you only have three drill instructors and you are on your first cycle and you are a third hat, you are there's a strong possibility that you're going to get signed off a lot faster than those that are on a four or five hat team because they need you to be signed off so that way you can be alone with the recruits, especially when you're teaching. So it's almost like a by default you'll get signed off. I, I would say it's a political ploy, but yes. <laughs> I don't like I don't like that. I like people working. <clears throat> if I was training recruits, training Marines. If I was there, it would be fair across the board. Of course. I think that's how it should be. Set set standard, hold the standard, hold the line. This is how we do business. Let's move it on. Right? right, right. But it doesn't each each company's different. Uh but the overall concept of being signed off is across the board in, in San Diego, even in PI, right? In, in uh Paris Island. Well, I don't actually I can't speak for Paris Island, but in San Diego, um it's across the board on the whole depot. It's the signed off is the same it's almost like the same sheet of paper if you were to put a paper on it. Same sheet of paper across the board. It's just mm-hmm. work hard. They want you to see morning BDR, which is lights, 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 lights. PT uh, shower. I forget what that port is called, but uh, what is it called? It's been a long time. It's been a long time. Holy crap! <laughs> um, I forget. PTRT. There it is. There it is. <laughs> there it is. There it is. There it is. Um, and then uh, evening BDR, right? Right. So if if you can action those three pretty well, work hard. I'm sure you'll get signed off your first cycle. Obviously, you have. Is there a thing called demeanor? Yes, for sure. And what what is in your opinion not the uh, MCRD San Diego's opinion of demeanor, but your demeanor, what do you think is a good demeanor? Okay. So my personal perspective yes. on demeanor uh-huh. in San Diego, in San Diego, uh, I would say even specifically for India company, because I couldn't tell you what the demeanor is like for, you know, the different everybody else. Yes, sir. 
So, but um, you have to be loud. You have to consistently be moving, and the the idea is to to look like you're angry or you're dissatisfied. As the new hat? Just are we talking? We are signed off, or are we talking as when you first get there? Well, you know there are unwritten rules. Rules, R O L S, right? Rules. No, no, that's that's not like breakfast rolls. We're talking R O L E S. That's the one. I yeah. did say that, didn't I? You, I don't think you forgot the E, but sure, sure, sure. Yeah, not roll, not bread rolls. I mean, I'm hungry too. Okay, <laughs> but uh, uh, rolls in terms of everybody has a role, right? You're saying when you first check in, your role is to create create controlled chaos, right? It disturb recruits, make sure they're covered in a line, tied elbows, this, that, and the other, right? But right. do it in a demean, not demeaning, a mean-looking way. Right. Always looking like you're just pissed off. That would be the demeanor, that, in our opinion, of a good... Of a good new... New, new, hat, new, yes. troll, new green boat drill instructor. Right. Okay. And then as you move up in billets, you move up in numbers, right? Which then you become, if it's a four-hat team, you become what? The third hat, which is the third most experienced drill instructor in the platoon. That is, That's correct. Uh, again, this is just my opinion of the numbers. Again, some people don't like the numbers, but it just makes sense. Anyways, the third hat, which is the uh, drill instructor that enforces, reinforces knowledge? Knowledge. Knowledge. Because te- they don't teach it, right? AIP, I think it was, taught it? So so AIP, yes, is supposed to. Um Instructional training company teaches hmm. the knowledge, but I mean uh, we reinforce or we create uh, as as green belt drillers we create those we we fill the gaps. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Gaps. That's good. That's good. And then the next, as you move up, do you necessarily move up every single time in in billets um, as you progress in in cycles? One hundred percent not. One hundred percent not. Was that your experience? That was my experience. So you did. Can you tell me what you? How many numbers did you so do? I did uh, three fourth, uh, fourth hat cycles. Holy mackerel! Yes, you're welcome. Thank you. Uh, and then I did a third hat cycle, a J cycle, and a senior cycle. The okay, wow, slay! <laughs> if those listeners out there are like, hell yes, they slayed you. Well, I had a dude do all green belt cycles. No names, but I had a dude in there. He's he got out after San Diego, but um, he did do all green belt cycles. Didn't do anything, and those green belt cycles were fourth hat and third hat, and that's it. But again, they're here or there. That's something different. Another story for another day. Right. Um. So you don't progress in billet every single time. Is there um? Is there if you had to? Is there a draft? Per se, in DI school, a draft. Yes, yes, there is. Can you explain that draft, so, for everybody? So, um, de- so depending on what, on where, how well you do in DI school, right? Uh, they, if you want to go to third battalion, if you want to go to second battalion, whatever the case, they try to work it in. Um, as far as like what company, mm-hmm. unless you have a a deep connection or by name request or something like that. It's, it's more or less what battalion you're going to go to. So the, the better you do in drone starter school, the more chance you have of getting the, the battalion that you want to go to. So are there, are there good things about being a good swimmer in uh, DIW? Uh, 
I wouldn't know. Couldn't but tell those you. swimmers. Okay, so if you if you are a phenomenal swimmer, the as soon as you graduate DI school, the first thing they're going to do is they're going to send you to pre McQuiz course, and then they're going to send you to McQuiz if you make it through P- PMC, and that is so that way they have you as one of the drone shooters that works at the pool. Yeah, solid. That would be a solid billet. I know a couple, plenty of dudes that did that billet. Super duper awesome. I like how you you edited what you were going. (laughs) Super duper awesome. Um, There's some. There's besides that, but again, so you had the draft. You got selected, uh, depending on your rate, your rank in DI duty. If you did well, you got the instructor hooked you up. He's like, "This is where you want to go." Uh, not hooked you up and, sa- and said, this is where you want to go because it's easier. Mm-hmm. Maybe, hey, this is where you want to go because I was there. It's a good experience, blah, blah, You learned this, vice this, blah, blah, blah. Right. All the spiel that the instructors give you. But uh, you went to third battalion? Yes. I went to third battalion. <laughs> Would you have gone to any other battalion? No. <laughs> Hell yes. That's what I'm talking about, baby. Yeah. To the death. Anyways. Not to the death. Not to the death. That's just a saying in the depot. Company. Well, actually, it's a real saying it. Mike Company. Hey, okay, cool. You can talk about Mike if you want. I'll let you. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not going to talk about Mike. Uh, I'm just, because I was never a part of Mike. Eh, Third Battalion. We bleed blue. We do. All together. Just some bleed more than others. Right, like Mike. Mike, for sure. For sure. Um, Well, anyways, so now that the draft is open, you're on DI, you checked into your company. Uh, On average, how many hats are per team? And how many teams are there? So it's six teams. On average, I would say four four drill instructors per team. That's that's solid. Any more than that is too much. I, I think, think it's too much. Yes. Any less than that, it's a slay. It's, it's a little bit tight. It's a little bit tight. Yeah. Um, is there? So I know recruiting is a three hundred sixty five day slay. Di duty, three hundred sixty five day slay. Okay, within reason, but no, it's not. So do you, it's three months break. Three months break. Three months break. Sometimes. Sometimes. I mean, there was a couple cycles where I did three months. Pickup week, three months, and then so the weekend off. Literally the weekend off, and then we started. And what time period was that? Was that the summer, winter, fall, spring? I can't remember. Pretty sure it's like summer. I'm pretty sure it was summer. I'm pretty sure we had full. Uh, we we had a we had a full deck the entire time. So Hell yes! Yeah. So what is that like? Eighty five. So it's uh, no more than ninety five for five of the decks. <sighs> no more than eighty five for the for the crack, uh, the crack house. The crack house is what it's yeah. called. So we call it the crack house, ladies and gentlemen. No, it's just a term of endearment. It's nothing to nothing to suggest anything. It's just the crack house. It is. It is the smaller deck. The smaller deck that's attached to the company office. Correct. Um, that's just the name of what it's called. It's nothing bad, ladies and gentlemen. There's no. Drugs being done at the crack house. It's just the crack house. Um, anyways, um, where did you start off at? Uh, third, first, third, second deck? So my first my first cycle was platoon 32-13 on, in the crack house. In the crack house? So was mine. My first platoon was in the crack house. That was rough. It was it's super tight in there, right? Super tight. Super tight. Everybody walks through. Right. It's just super highlighted for some reason. That's correct. But you're here there. Anyways, uh, so you did four th- third hats, or four, what is it, four? Three, three fourth hats. Jesus frick, dude, that's a slayer, dude. Well, I mean, again, for me, I had a, I had a different circumstance than most. Right. So so they didn't like you, apparently. No, they, they did, actually. Oh, you're a likable guy? Uh, I, I like to think so, but. You're relatable. Relatable, for sure, but. No, my on the my second cycle, my appendix exploded. When oh, I, was, when I, was I see. 
I just got just got signed. Hell up. yes, you were really screaming. I was screaming. Hell yeah, I like that. <laughs> you know what? Fair enough. That's fair enough. So they want to they want you to scream from where the throat or the stomach. So it, it depends on what company you go to. <laughs> Because good, if, good, good, if good. you are, if you, if you're third battalion, you scream from the diaphragm. If you're in third battalion, you do it right. You, you scream from whatever you have. That's right. Whatever makes the loudest noise, mm. especially when you have no voice. So that's why a lot of people sometimes tend to scream from their throat. But the diaphragm is where the, the deep screams come from. The more demanding, the screams more demanding come. screams. Yes. Mm. Do you have any pointers or tips on how they can practice blowing out their voice per se? Uh, actually, yes. Scream the alphabet. So that's it. That's it. While that's you're it? running, though. What? Yeah. So, so while you're running. So while you're running, and I understand you look like the civilian you look like an idiot. You and they're like this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of his mind, but it's it's I think I think it's imperative. So you run, you scream the alphabet, and that's as, solid. It, it'll more than likely if you're screaming loud enough, you won't make it to Z without with a voice. So if That's you good. do, then you need to scream louder next time. So the, I was told to turn up the volume, turn the AC up, turn the volume up, and scream the alphabet mm-hmm. in the car while you're driving home from work or whatever the case may be during pickup week. Right. And just blow out your voice because on Friday it'll be super loud. Right. That worked for me. You're running and doing the alphabet work for you? It, it did. It That's did. solid. I didn't think about that. That's a good idea because then it builds cardio too. It builds cardio. And it and it and the main thing is it builds your, your deck cardio how were your feet uh feet were screwed up son of a biscuit those feet hurt always you uh, gotta have the right souls yes uh, and this is uh, our blisters gonna happen blisters are gonna happen your toenails are gonna end up in your socks uh that's just like <laughs> part of the experience <laughs> hold on so you said you had hair uh, at one time yeah. did you save it because you were on di duty actually i had shaved my hair prior I just as as a as a young sergeant, it was, uh-huh. just, it was just more efficient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I when I went to the depot, I had hair. Well, when I went to DI school, I had hair. And, and then, then. Uh, checking in, I just never had hair the entire time I was on the depot. Yeah, same here. Well, actually, I did as a senior, even as a as a as a drill instructor that taught drill. Oh, so the J, the, the J, yeah. Okay. Well, they don't like to call it the J, but we'll call it the J because that's our experience. That's correct. Um, so the the J, I had started growing hair. For me, oh. that was not the case for you. You just like being bald, because you're still bald. Well, bald by choice, not by disposition. So, if I look super hard, I think your hair is receding. But uh, it's that's receding. my opinion. It is running away from my eyebrows. There's it's, a difference. There's, it's gone. It, it, it's gone. It is. You got a full hawk going if you had to grow it out. That's correct. Solid, and it curls too. So, oh, very nice. Um, where were we? We were talking about hair. Hair. hair well, so again, so is it like tradition to shave your head the first cycle? So is it tradition? Unwritten tradition. Right? It is. It is. It is a. It's just depo, kind of a thing. A depo-ism. It's a deep-ism, right? Yeah. Depoism. Did you, so you shaved your head? My head was already shaved but, from DI school. But, but yes, again, prior to pickup week, I definitely shaved, shaved my head. I shaved my head. My daughter got super scared of me when I shaved, and I was in the garage. I remember my buddy, my neighbor. Uh, Luis, uh, he shaved my head. He's like, dude, it's you gotta do it, dog. It's just the it's just the drill instructor way. And he wasn't even a drill instructor, right? He was just saying it's just the way. I was like, all right, dude, all right. And so I shave my I shave my head in the garage. My daughter walks in, starts crying like she's just seen a ghost or a demon. It was a pretty intense moment for me. I had to run has around. Has she the- only seen you with hair? <laughs> 
Oh no. Yeah, that, at the up in the, that time, yeah, she only seen me with hair. But um, then, yeah, I was just bald the rest of the time until I got I got moved up in billet. Mm -hmm. I had I had more time, right, to get a haircut. That's just what it was, you know. You had you had to learn the training cycle as a young B O B B Y. Right? Is that what they call him? Uh, yeah, Bobby. Bobby. Yeah. It's it's not a bad thing. It's just a Bobby means you're kind of falling asleep. You're bobbing. That's, I mean, we'll pretend, but yes, 100%. Yes. You're definitely falling asleep. You're definitely falling asleep, right? There's, as as you get tired, experience the training day as your first cycle, it's just the reason they call you a Bobby is because you're bobbing. You're just falling asleep. Nothing else. Yes, especially when you're standing, running. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I remember during, uh, Evening, uh, what is it? SDI, what is it called? Oh, Senior drill instructor time. Yeah, but they had. That's when we had the pass down. I forget what it's called. And they had the little pass down for the next day. A little powwow. Oh, uh, scoop. Scoop. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I had a dude. Fuck, I don't. Remember, I don't have remember any of the terminology. That's good though. I just dropped it all. Um. During scoop, right? Mm -hmm. We would uh, all meet up at the duty senior drill instructor. And there was a dude that was falling asleep, right? And we had wall lockers. You know the wall lockers inside the duty hut. We did. Standing up as they were talking, all you heard was a loud boom. And it was uh, it was a dude fell on the wall locker and fell asleep standing up. We looked around. Holy crap, what's going on? And then we're like, sit down, dog. What's wrong with you? If you're tired, sit down. And then he uh, he sat down on the wall locker and then he fell asleep standing down and he smacked his face on the cement. It was, it was the best thing ever. Super funny. Ever had moments like that? Of course. Was it, uh, was it rough not getting sleep? It Did was. you get sleep? Adequate sleep? So no, I mean, first, first cycle, especially, uh, the first 14 days, but actually I would say first 17 days you get minimal sleep cause you want to, you want to get ahead in things that, that you need to do. Um, I mean, fall, falling asleep standing or uh, like during PT, like s just stopping for a second, it, it it happens periodically. Yeah. Is there, uh, when, the, when the recruits get dropped off from receiving, what day they get dropped off in, in San Diego? It's Monday or Tuesday. What? No, I'm talking about to the oh. company. Oh, Friday. Friday. You, you said it to My receive. bad. My, let me, I should elaborate a little bit more. So there's, there's a drop to receiving. Right. They do all the medical stuff, blah, make sure they're good to go for Friday. Mm -hmm. Friday, they get dropped off. Right. What do we call it? We call it, well, Black Friday. Black Friday. Or F, F1 as, as F1 the as the train. Yep, that's the train cycle to say. Um, Black Friday is a super fun day after you've done one. Yes? Right. A after you know what to expect. After you know what to do. Um, is it intense? Is that day super intense? It's, I, I think so. I think that uh, it, it uh, it separates. Sep I would say it separates good platoons from bad platoons. Oh, I like that. It sets the precedence. I think for the whole cycle. I think it does. If it's it's super dynamic, it's super intense. Again, ladies and gentlemen, I think of another tool for toolbox is we're the lowest paid actors in Hollywood. Can you agree? Uh, I would have to one hundred percent agree. <laughs> we're the lowest paid actors in Hollywood, but we do a good darn job of acting. So you, as a drill instructor, you get paid to act. Yes, that's the whole demeanor I would roles. Say, I would say act and react, but yes, act and react. That's good. React in terms of what? So I mean, your job is damage control sometimes. So mm -hmm. if if uh, if a recruit, you know, is 
is failing at something. Your your job is to motivate them to to be better. Mm-hmm. So it's so at that point it's 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 a how do you react to that individual not being as strong or as capable in a specific topic or a specific area. Solid. So act and react. Okay. That's fair. Um now that we know what DI DI school is, right? We check into drill instructor duty. Mm-hmm. All right. That's an experience in itself. Right. Or not drill instructor duty, but into the trenches, as people would say, into your company. That's an experience. Uh setting up a house is an experience. Mm-hmm. Um prep uh what is that first week called again? Pick up week. Uh, pick up week. Uh, <laughs> lost all kind of link. Uh, pick pick up week. Right. Um, and then uh, right at pick up week, Black Friday, F one. Uh, there's a thing called sign off the house. I'm assuming yes. Yes. And in order for you to sign off the house, that means that you can do what? <laughs> Over again, wave tops. It means you can go home. <laughs> well, after everybody can go home after the first couple of days, right? Because you want to make sure that the recruits know this, that, the other. Blah well, the, blah the blah. Explain that. The platoon gets signed off. Excuse yes. me. So so um, depending on how long it takes, but usually by by training day five, um, the 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 recruits are trusted in, in quotations. Right? They are trusted to go from point A to point B because they they know their surroundings That's well fair. enough. That's fair. So the F days are form are forming days. You right. teach them how to do what. Teach them how to walk, how to shave, how to walk, how to how to how to wipe after they've gone to the bathroom. <laughs> Basic human functions. All they have to relearn all of these things. Dude, those restrooms are disgusting. I mean, yeah, it's like grown young men, in, young impressionable individuals. Uh, they come to this training camp right. for three months, and they lose all sense mm-hmm. of their motor skills their bodily functions and then you're there as a grown man (laughs) like what the wtf who sent this kid here yes right and then we have to blame the recruiters for (laughs) for the rubbish that they they sent us absolutely there's alphas and bravos i know a marine by the um plenty of marines that are bravos to include Uh, myself we know some zulus too too. um so those recruiters those recruiters um, sent us not the best. Not the best. I'll say that. Agreed? Agreed. I blame the recruiters, though. They're not going to blame us, for sure. Uh, I mean, it's... Uh, again, if we if we go deep into the weeds, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure there are, there are driving forces behind the decisions that recruiters have to make. I'm sure there is. If, ladies and gentlemen, if you listen to Recruiter Session 1, you'll find those driving motivators. But right now we're talking about the drill instructor, uh, the most demanding SDA in the armed forces. Again, a little biased. I'm sure you are too, Staff Sergeant uh, Popkov. But uh, again, so now we did pickup week, F uh, the uh, Black F-day, Friday, yeah. F forming days, which is F one, two, three, and four. Right? I'm assuming right. I forget if I remember right. And then you go to T one. That's correct. Training days happen. Uh, th- when we were there, it was fa- three phase model. Mm-hmm. Was was a slayer. Goodness gracious, we're still doing drill up north. And then when they changed it to four phase, that was good. Logistically, it was good. Right. Right? Because you only had to move one time. That was amazing. So whoever created that was amazing. Even though four phase did exist at one point before the three phase. I did not know that. Did you know that? I did not. The four phase model was there before the three phase model. 
So they logistically, it, they did the same thing. It just reverted back to the original four-phase model. It definitely made sense. It does make sense, which is perfect. And then it was just less of a slayer on the new guys. I mean, some would say physically that, it was. Some would say that that's unnecessary. Some would say that you know, hey, if I had to, if I had to get destroyed for the three phase model, I feel like you should too. Yeah, I, I agree. Three phase model was intense, mm-hmm. intense. I, it, the way I grew up in San Diego, I'm sure you grew up the same way. But the way I grew up made me the the, the manny drone stroke that I was. For sure. Yeah. Again, I forgot all terminology, so I took it. I let it all out. Get it all out of my system. I'm good to go now. But um, same thing for you, I'm assuming? No, there are. <laughs> There's still some isms there, that are, are left? There are still some isms that float around. There is that. What is that called? PTSD? Uh, I don't, no, I don't know what it's called. It is a little bit of tra- traumatic stress. Depo-SD. Depo-SD. Depo-stress disorder is what it's called. Um, So pick up forming days, training days, the, trains, the training cycle, training days, mm-hmm. um, after you get this hang of it. There are some things called uh, hidden movements. Can you explain hidden movements? So a hidden movement would be time, white space in the training schedule that you can utilize for something else, right? That it doesn't have to do with recruits. So if you are if you're coming to the depot and you're married, that's that could be a little bit of time that you get to spend with your spouse. Um, you know, like for example, at the House of Knowledge, when you're there. If, um, if they are getting a class and they, that gives you like about 20, 30 minutes to be able to just sit in a car with your spouse and talk about, you know, how wonderful your guys' lives are together or whatever it is that you, but catch up with the kids, catch up with the kids. Uh, also hidden movements are, um, things that you know from experience that you could be doing in order to prepare for the next training day. So Again, a silly example would be walking around with a hygiene bag full of pens and staplers and pencils and PFT, CFT cards. Uh, Hidden movements would be you have all that stuff prepped, ready to go, so that way you are not. uh, So each movement that you do is at the utmost efficiency. Mm. The hidden movement, so the the hygiene bag uh, with a bunch of stuff was prepping yourself for the next day, I'm assuming. Right? Yes, yes, for sure. So, again, some would use it for spending time, quality time with the with the fam. Others would be proactive in the next training day, even the next training week, right? You get the stuff ready. But I used my hidden movements. Once I knew there was hidden movements, right? Because I was always wondering, where's everybody at, dude? What the frick? Or, you know, before there was, before they pushed us out, remember, I think you were there at the same time, where you couldn't run and scream around AIP, where they did a class. It had to be super quiet. That's correct. Yeah. Right? It was At one point, it was super loud. And and then, you know, somebody made a, this, uh, gave a frago and said, no more screaming and yelling in front of the knowledge room. Right? Because they have to learn. Made sense. Except for we both know that they don't actually learn anything. They just fall asleep. That's <laughs> they just because it's super hot. There's no AC. There's no AC. Heat plus tired. Take a nap. Right. That's okay. So the hidden movement started happening a lot more often, which is good mm-hmm. for me. As as you, uh, I was already married, two kids. So uh, you were married. had kids. I'm married, three kids. Married kids, and uh, so it was as you figured it out. It was like, come on, I got four. I got an hour and a half. If you want to come through? Right. I'm assuming the same thing. It was the same thing for me. I was like, come on, I got four hours. Come on over. Come on over, baby. You know that Christian? Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's a good one. 
Um, Do you want to sing it together? Or? No. Okay. Uh, I sound good on the mic. Not that good on the mic. Oh. With a lot of effects, maybe I could do it. Okay. Continuing. Um, so there was those hidden movements. So as you as you progress in the training, uh, as in your cycles, cycles meaning how many uh, actual platoons you push through, right? Right. Um, and they could vary from 75, 85, 95, 60. Right. Those are nice. I never had a 60-man platoon. I had a 43-man. What do they call them? Herds, right? They call them herds. I like herd. 60-man herd. I mean, there's company track and series track. Oh, yeah, that's right. Company track, series track. Yeah, I did forget about that. Can you explain company and series track? So company track means that the company is so small that the whole company does everything as together. Oh, the LPT. Uh, no, that's right. That's right. I, God darn, you are still ingrained. Uh, Thoroughly indoctrinated. In the love of corn country. Oh, that's my right. goodness. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Um. Okay. And then series track is when it's series does one thing, one series does the other. There's usually lead and follow series. Interesting. This session is brought to you by Rally Point Pro Shops, simplified online fundraising for America's warrior class. Find them at rallypointproshop.com. That's rallypointproshop.com. Shaka Bones, Honolulu, Hawaii. Tropic vibes and sketchy rides. Supporting and promoting Hawaii's motorcycle culture. Find them on shakabones.com. That's shakabones.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back from the commercial break. This is your host, Gunnery Sergeant Israel Garcia, back in the horn, back on the mic with your special guest, Staff Sergeant Roman Popkov. Say hello again. Hello again. Hello again. All right, so back back to it. So we left off on... Well, let's just ask you the hard question now. Would you go back? I would go back. Solid. So would I. I loved it. I loved slaying bodies. Uh, incentive training, excuse me. I loved incentive training. I used it a lot. It was my favorite tool. Um, and thoroughly indoctrinating young individuals that wanted to serve. In the love of corn country? Absolutely. Very well. So that's that's the hardest question out there. Would you go back? Yes. Recruiters, they said the same thing. They would go back, I, which was weird to me. Because the ones I spoke to, they didn't want to go back. I, I I don't know if I would be able to go back to recruiting. I wouldn't either. That, but that's just us, though. But even the stories they tell us, I wouldn't want to go back. Period. That's correct. One and done. One and done. But MSGers doesn't count. That's not an SDA. That's just a fun adventure tour. And then pending all the hate comments and below. <laughs> right, right. So, a hard question for you. So, there is a thing called training drill instructors, DI school. Right. But those don't, that only gives you a foundational, you know, something foundational to move with, forward with, into the trenches is what they call it, right? Right. Is there a way, is there a cookie cutter way to train a drone, at least effectively train a drone instructor in a drone, at drone instructor duty? So you're talking about once they have graduated drone instructors? That is correct. So when they show up to their company which each company is different, is there a way to cookie cutter each individual mm-hmm. to become a effective drone an instructor. effective drill instructor? I don't believe that there is a cookie cutter way to do it. Okay. Is it... Wow, excuse me, that was rude. I apologize. My phone went off. Um, so there's no cookie cutter way. I don't believe so, no. Does the roles, the so-called unwritten rules of roles... R-O-L-E-S, right? Roles of a drone instructor, right? Because obviously there's a number of hats. 
there's a drill instructor teaches drill, and then the senior drill instructor, right? Those are all roles that the, each one of each one of us plays. Right. They don't like to say that because it's like, oh, you know, everybody's the same. Yeah, yeah, yes, they are. But however, each each Marine plays a role in that team for that that platoon, right? That's correct. So, if the roles were harped on, do you think there would be more effective drill instructors? Uh, within reason, there was a bunch of unnecessary training techniques that were utilized, at least when I was uh, going through. But at the same time, I think that those roles that you participate in, those are important because they build you to the next role. So if a Marine says, I want to do an SDA of drone instructor duty, and I say these roles are important, if I take away from a certain role, does it affect the platoon? 100%. So the roles are important. They are important. So if I take if I'm a, I'm a new guy, right? I'm I'm first cycle in. Should I take away from the senior drone instructor's role? No. What is a senior drone instructor's role if you ask me? So, uh if you're if you're talking to a, you know, a marine audience, a, a senior drone instructor's role is more or less a platoon commander. It's the person who who commands the platoon that overall is the the fit and finish for the platoon. Hmm. So it's the, the one that it's ultimately responsible for the goings on. Um, he's, he is the one that has ultimate say. Okay. So if I, if a new guy take away from that senior drill instructor's role and responsibilities, cause they're ultimately, they're the, they're the ones responsible for you say the, the finished product. Right. Um, does it, a, does it take away from the training days, the training cycles, the training routine, BDR? Does it do any of that, or does it does it better amplify the young drone instructor that just checked in? So I would say that uh, if you take those those responsibilities away from the senior drone instructor, then you are uh, inadvertently affecting the mindset of what a senior drill instructor is supposed to be in order to accomplish the specific mission that the senior drill instructor has. Mm -hmm. Um, So don't do it. Don't do it. So effectively your role as a new guy is to control chaos. Right. Discipline. Right. That's all you need to do. And learn. And learn. Uh, Learn the next, build it up. Yes. Because that's what you're going to be doing. Right. Uh, Effectively training a drill instructor is rough. Yes. Yes. I'm sure you were in those shoes. I was in those shoes. Did it, those, you know, sometimes unnecessary, sometimes necessary pain does retain. It does. uh, does. For the most part. Right. Uh, It doesn't have to be physical pain. It could be a little bit of mental pain, you know, being uncomfortable. That's pain in itself, but it does retain. You, You learn quicker being in uncomfortable situations. You learn quicker. I mean, that's just life in general. That is. Yes. Right. So, training a Marine to be an effective drone instructor. I, at the very end of it, when I became a civilian drone instructor, it, it came full circle. Whether I agreed with it or not, it be, be made me an effective drone instructor. Is that the same thing for you? Could you say the same thing? Yes. Yes, I could, because not only did I already experience that pain, that, uh, that learning curve, I was able to influence that learning curve. Uh, I mean, my policy was you eat the meat and you spit out the bones. You find what you find to be effective as long as it maintains the integrity of that specific role and you use the things that you learn to improve those guys, the new guys. And the new guys, they don't necessarily 
they they don't know what they don't know. Mm-hmm. So they don't know what'll make them effective. Uh, they don't, that, I don't believe that is harped on enough in drill instructor school. That's fair. And so my question to you is, if I, I mean, there's no really question. It's just you suck it up. You do expectations are mentally, you know, they refine you. Those expectations in drill instructor they refine you. They make you who you are. In essence, just suck it up. Right, because it's an SDA you're learning. You have to learn from the most experience, and if the experience is telling you this, then do it. Right, because it's going to make you a better drone instructor. It's going to be a better overall marine in terms of training recruits. Yes, within reason. Within reason, I'm oh, sure. Within reason. So, actually, quick tidbit. So, there's a couple of polls out there. I don't know if you know if you've seen it. Probably not, because you don't really follow. So, joke. <laughs> uh, I, I would have pressed the pad, but I don't know which one to press. Tuck up, you know what I'm saying? Oh, for the the joke, the, the BS button. Yeah, yeah, that one, that one. Okay. So, so there's a poll, couple of polls out there. It says, "Are you more likely to go on a special duty assignment with a bonus?" Marines are Marines are saying sixty percent, sixty seven percent of the voters say yes. They're more likely to go with an SDA with well, a bonus. Just trying to figure out what kind of Marine you're going to be on the SDA. Does that separate the different types of SDA? That's a general question. It's a general okay. general question. I would say, let's see here, and there's another one that says, are you uh, recruiting or drone structure? Flat out. 63% of voters said drone structure duty. All right. You know what I'm saying? Silence. That's what you get recruiting duty. You didn't sell it very well, I'll tell you that. It was a good session. It's number one session, so hopefully this DI session uh, pushes past that because 63% of voters said DI duty. And then um, there's another one. Just a quick tidbit for you listeners out there. The poll currently says, do Marines joining the Marine Corps need a high enlistment bonus? 50% of voters said, depends on dot, dot, dot. The replies are, no replies. They just said depends. They left it open-ended. What do you think? I I think that if you are... If you receive a signing bonus, then that commits you 100% to that organization. I think you're looking at a face value. I mean, it, it, Let's, in terms of overall, what kind of marine, what kind of person are you going to get when you say, here's 60K, boom. And I'm, pff, you're going to get all kinds of people, right? But are you going to get the ones that you really want to serve this country? Okay. With, with that res- in that respect, you're not necessarily going to get the kind of, you know, Marines that you might think you need. You're going to get what you get. And it is our responsibility as, you know, instructors, you know, as recruiters mm, like to that. weed out the difference because there will always be, um, we'll always have those guys that are up in the rafters and we'll have those guys that are just scraping the concrete. And unfortunately, that is, that is just how this world works. That's fair. That's fair. I like that response. That's good. Ladies and gentlemen, drill instructor duty, 63% of voters said, let's do it with the bonus. I'm all for it. Go hit the, don't hit the streets, hit the trenches. You know what I'm saying? So DI duty overall, pretty demanding physically or mentally. Both, but I would say mentally more so once your body has climatized. Climatize. It's good. Are we going with right shirts now or what? 
You know, my first, actually, I first first checked in. You know the White Sox thing, right? Green on green, White Sox. So I checked in not knowing what I didn't know, right? So I just checked in. Blue shirt, green shorts, White Sox. How dare you? How <laughs> dare Yeah. I was the only one with white socks, and I said, why is everybody wearing black socks? Talking to myself. And some dude comes up to me and he's like, dude, you didn't get the memo? I go, obviously not, dog. Like, what the frick? You didn't tell me I had to wear black socks? Yeah, it's a freaking... It's a depot thing. I'm gonna go. I don't know. Sure. I was like, oh, yeah, I changed drone server. Played my role, right? I go, where? So I was looking like an idiot in front of recruits with white socks. <sighs> so I did the same thing. <laughs> except for when I checked in, uh, my senior drone server told me to take off my socks. <laughs> so I did the first PT without socks on. <laughs> yes. Yes. But they were not white socks. They were not, they were not white I stuck with my white socks, so they didn't tell me to take them off, unfortunately. I would have preferred taking them off. But did you have blue shoes on? I did. I had red shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, there's a thing, right? So, if you're in first, second, or third, they got different colors to de- delineate which company you're with or, or battalion you're with. First battalion is red, second battalion is yellow, and then third battalion is blue. Right. Usually the drone structures that come from third percent, they bleed blue. So when you look at them bleed, they bleed blue. Everybody else is just kind of pretty trash. That's just my opinion, ladies and gentlemen. Don't get all hissy fitty. Well, and that is the opinion. That is the opinion from this podcast. Um, but yeah, so you usually match the shirt or match the baton. You, the shoes match the shirt, match the baton. So it's all about pride kind of thing. And I loved it. But I did. I checked in with black shoes. Uh and then I shortly after I bought blue New Balances. So you it wanted is. to match the recruits. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I had to get blue shoes really quick. And then later on, towards the end of the cycle, I bought nice blue shoes that matched the platoon. But again, I had more than one pair of blue shoes. Were they Brooks? I did. <laughs> See, they're a battalion. Who Brooks? Ghost, oh, it was Ghost Twelve. It was only for PT. Though. Those shoes were for PT. As I walked around, they were a different. They were different. So when we were in well, second cycle. The third hats, all the all the trays, what you call them, the trays, right? right. Uh, we were uh, we were like, hey, let's get matching shoes. So we got matching vans with Mighty Mike logo right in front of the toes on both sides. We're all walking with vans at night, obviously at night when we're working the working the platoons on Firewatch. Um, we all had matching vans. Anything with you? Uh, we did not. Uh, <laughs> I definitely wore. Why did you say like that? My first cycle, I wore my red shoes. <laughs> The entire the time? The entire cycle. Oh, what a turd. I know. I got, I got no pride. Talk to about it a lot. <laughs> well, your first battalion coming over here, or what? Is that what they said? No, they said, uh, did, did, we not, uh, did we not organize our closet before we came to work today? <laughs> organize our closet. Well, those are some of the things. I, you know what? Uh, it was easier to keep a shave, though, for the dome, dome piece we got. It was. It was super easy. It was at night, you know, because you had the. The hot, the showers were amazing, mind you. Super hot water. I don't know about your your squad bay, but our normally our squad bay is a lot of pressure. Super hot water. It was amazing at night. Okay, so that's why we had cold water and no pressure. Right. Okay, that's fair. So Mike, the Mike Company barracks squad bays were newer than. Wait, where who are you with again? India. Company. India Company. So you're right. Our barracks was the same barracks. Yeah. So you had the good water. You had a good one. We were never on this. We were never together. Either you were on Marine Week, and we were barely picking up. 
mm-hmm. first couple of training uh, T days, or it was vice versa. We were Marine Week, you were training days. That's we knew we were never together at the same time. Cross decked every time. I love cross decking. Did you ever cross deck? I did support course, for for uh, gear guards and things of that nature. Oh, I hated gear. Guard. You, were you there when we had to request gear guards and we had to support the deck? Of course, that was an amazing time. Uh, it actually was because of me that that stopped on the depot. Really? It really was because of you. Yes. Shut the f- shut, ladies and gentlemen. For all those listeners that yeah. did DI duty, Staff Sergeant Roman Popkov said he is the reason why ad stopped. Let me hear the story. All right. So, are you are you ready? For yeah, this? yeah, yeah. Do you have notepad and paper? I am. Down? Mental okay. notepad. Mental notes. Okay. So, uh, I found out that I was I needed to go get gear guards. Right. This is my first cycle. I didn't know I was supposed to get gear guards or how I was supposed to go get gear guards. So I walked onto a deck with another drone instructor. Uh, he was a he was a third hat you know, at the time. And we went over to Fox company mm-hmm. to go, to go, uh, you know, retrieve gear guards. So we went there, you know, supported the deck, destroyed the deck. And then, um, after, afterwards, the senior drill called, called us in and he's like, what, what do you need? He's like, we need two gear guards, morning chow to noon chow, uh, you know, platoon, the, whatever the platoon was. And then, uh, so from there we left and then the senior drill instructor told me, the new guy, uh, you need to be back at, you know, zero, zero five thirty to pick up your, your gear guards. Mm-hmm. Just make sure to get chow and all that stuff. So, but I was told that I just needed to show up. So when I just, when I, when I got on their deck to pick them up the following morning, um, I walked straight into the duty hut without supporting the deck. <laughs> and, uh, he laughed at me. He said, go find a real drill instructor and come back. <laughs> so sad and completely demoralized <laughs> i ran back to the uh, oh, ran no. back to my duty hut and told the senior instructor that i did not in fact have any gear guards from morning chow <laughs> to noon chow so as <laughs> the the <sighs> so it turns out that that escapade went high into the right to the point where the uh all all of the the seniors the senior drill instructors they were all watching the platoons and then the the J's all the way down. So the the ones that the drillers that were teaching drill all the way down, they decided to teach all the new guys how to go support the deck. Support the deck. <laughs> yes, so dude, we, I would have loved to be there. We went to we went to Fox Company and destroyed every single deck. You, you made corrections, we, thorough uh, corrections in the deck where I mean, they had to re, be refined. Yes, yes, uh, that's we, fair. We made we made small, simple, loud corrections. I love it. That's so awesome. On every remember, side. remember when that got slapped on the table across the whole depot, and it said, "No more. You don't support deck. You don't get gear guards. You get internal gear guards to everybody else." That's correct. So, and that was difficult in itself already, mm-hmm. because recruits couldn't stay by themselves. So we were like, "Where are we going to get gear guards from?" It had to be internal to the battalion. But there was still this unwritten rule where you just don't go on a deck and not say nothing. Yes, th- but this unwritten rule was not written in any of my books. I didn't know this. So, and then uh, the following day, when as I was running all over all over MCRD San Diego looking for gear guards at every single barracks, um, the uh, the regimental commander just happened to be walking around our deck, uh, and he was one. He was uh, I, as he saw me running up and down the stairs, the ladder yeah. walls, and he asked me, "He's like, hey, come here, drone instructor." It's like, "Sir," he's like, well, uh, he asked me, what, what are you doing? I was like, I'm getting gear guards. He's like, what does that mean? <laughs> and so I told him what, what getting gear guards meant. Um, and the following day, the, the chief drone starters were required to get gear guards. <laughs> yes. 
I like it. Gear Guards was a fun time. I mean, I was there in that between, in that little gray area where it was still happening, didn't happen. And then after that, it was kind of just in between the turn to the company over time. Um, it was a good time, though. Good time. Uh, any other uh, crazy uh, small little tidbits of DI duty? It, it was fun overall. Overall, it was fun. Overall, it was fun. I, I think we can. I think all of us can say we all had a different, you know, roller coaster experience. But it, overall, it was fun. Not maybe the first three months, or, or the or the first seven six days of every cycle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or the first couple of F days and uh, T days. Those were not fun. It was pretty. Uh, I did enjoy the pizza, the nights at uh, you know what do they call for sure? Charlie Rome's. Yeah, yeah, Chuck Rome's right. Um, it was somebody's turn. We all got in and outs. It was somebody's turn. No, it was always the new guy's <laughs> it turn. It was always the Every new guy's turn. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I learned so quick. I was like, you know what? Screw this. Everybody gets Sam's Club little freaking frozen sandwiches. Here you go if you want to. That was a lot of money. Oh, yes. I, I bet you the wives can tell you, fuzz, every single night they were bringing in packs of Red Bulls, monsters. Right. Remember that? Of course. Fudge. It was just slayer. And then after, after that, it became super routine. It was almost like water. It didn't even do anything to your body. It was just just for taste at this point. That's correct. Same? Right. Jesus Christ. Jesus, Mary Joseph. D.I. Dewey. Overall, we would do it again. Well, I'd recommend it to anybody, right. to be honest. I'd, uh, honestly, if it was between recruiting and, S and D D.I. Duty, I would recommend D.I. Duty only because I did it. But there are a lot more tangible things for recruiting duty. Yes? I wouldn't know. I was never a recruiter. Well, just from the outside looking in. From the outside looking in, I would say that a drill instructor prepares you for the Marine Corps and a recruiter prepares you for the civilian life. Mm, someone's going to disagree on that. I can't wait. I, <laughs> hit the Q&A, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to disagree. So I have another question for you. Okay. Um, DI duty, obviously, right? This is what we're talking about. Right. The Marines want to know if I pick DI duty, is it going to be worth the experience? Is it worth the experience? Is it worth the slay? It depends on what you bring into it. So if you ah. if you show up with the, um, if you if you follow like incentivized visit, if you go there just because you get a bonus, if you go there just because you want to wear the the smoky bear, you, you're going to struggle. You got to go there because you you genuinely want want to make a difference. Uh, uh -huh, I like that. So if you. But again, you're still, whether you want to or not, either you're going to become a proficient drill instructor or you're going to serve on the depot in a, in a separate capacity. Either way, you're going to make a difference whether you want to or not. Solid. So I, I agree. I agree. Don't go in with the, the mindset of an, I'm here for, I'm here because I want the money. Right. You're going to struggle mm -hmm. and you're going to struggle super quick. I think that if you're there to make a difference, like you said, I totally agree. Solid. I, could, I, I wouldn't have said it better myself. That if you're there to serve a purpose rather than yourself, you're going to be super successful. Right. And I think that was it. I volunteered. Did you get hissed or volunteered? I volunteered. Volunteered. I got. I volunteered. No bonus because there was no bonus to go <laughs> get there at the time. Uh, but I volunteered to go uh, because I wanted to make Marines because that's one of the Marine Corps missions to make Marines. Um, and I was doing that. You were doing that selfless service to our country uh, it's like small deployments yes it is it's like t80 a lot 
and it's just stress strenuous on the body. Um, I do see uh, there was at the latter end of my tour there, there was a thing that they were doing six and out, six and out, five and out or six and out. I don't remember which one it was, but six, six and out. And you had to, you had to go on quota. Do you think that's smart? Yes, I do. Now it depends on what you're, what you're going on quota for, right? Because there's, there are quotas that are, easier than others there are quotas that are more demanding than others um but i I still think it's important that if you if you don't if you don't see a light at the end of the tunnel then it all of that weight for three years is going to be weighing you down Mm -hmm. for the entire time that you're there because i remember dudes that would cycle out and cycle out ladies and gentlemen would be just push you know hitting recruits i'm not hitting recruits excuse me doing to recruit cycles all the way for three years nine cycles cycle out uh i couldn't imagine they looked miserable super miserable was that same same experience yes, for you same experience. super miserable bags under eyes just waiting couldn't transition couldn't check out correctly it was just hey i need you i need you i need you i need you you're so experienced and they would just stay senior drill instructors though they wouldn't even move up Right. It was most like of them. most of them, right? There's only so many spots for chief drill instructor. Right, right, right. So, and they was miserable. So I, I, I like the fact that the six and out and you're done because it gives you, it gives the Marine time to transition. Because even if you do go on quota, quota means not going through this. You're not in the training companies. You're supporting the training companies, ladies and gentlemen. So you can go on quota. It was, it's a good transition. You get to transition out um, and you get to, have more time to yourself, right? Towards the latter end of your uh, the the tour, you actually get to check out properly, right? You know, you get to hopefully, you know, I wasn't there for that transition piece, but I was there for Marines still having the time to cycle out. But it it it's it's good in the sense that these guys get to, you know, data dump this stuff, like because mm-hmm. if you cycle out, there, there is no refresh. <laughs> There's no refresh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you come here, you come to the fleet. And those are the dudes that give us a bad name, right? Right, because they still have those <clears throat> this, that, and the other, and you know, yelling and and having those those flashes where you walk past them and don't say nothing and they just snap at you. Those are those guys. So I think the six and out is good in terms of transitioning refresh, refresh button, as you would say. And overall, I think overall it does it does the marina justice because you know physically, mentally, they get to recover. Right. They get to go to you know they have time to go to medical to, you know, fix their hip or their broken foot that they've been running on for a long time. You know what I mean? Maybe they're, uh, they have a chance to go to their advanced school prior to going to the fleet. So that's good. Get that new MOS. Mm-hmm. That is, that's true. That's a good point. Um, so I do like that. You like that? I do. I do. I mean, it's, I don't, I don't think that's actually sustainable though. Uh, really? So I, I think that there still has to be Marines on, uh, well, no, cause, cause remember, I, I get what you I go I know what you're saying because Marines lis, listeners ladies and gentlemen if you don't know this you're going to find out quick right here either you're on quota first or you're in the trenches first or you're in between right, right? you go right. quota trenches quota right or vice versa but there's there's always enough hats to fill and enough hats well in, in theory in a good perfect world there's enough to support both Right. We all have a, a spot to fill when it comes to quota. So we all have a number to fill. So we have to always have to rotate. But when we rotate from the trenches, 
Marines from the quota will rotate to the trenches. Right. So there's always new hats per se coming in or experience coming in. Doesn't matter what. But so I think it is sustainable. I disagree with you. But okay. continue because I did cut you off. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. And it's so, so I mean, if uh, if if you are dealing with only the so it, the the six and out usually that means you do six cycles mm-hmm. straight and then out, right? Right. So, but if you do um, if everybody does six cycles and then transitions out, that means the recruits or the, the special training company, your instructional training company, things like that, they get the leftovers, the guys that are transitioning out instead of the guys that are still in there to be there. So I, I think uh, in order for the six and out to be a thing, uh, there are going to be, there's going to be those that are going to cycle out or there, mm. there are those that are going to have to do their quota in the middle, their middle year, um, otherwise the last, the last year, that's if, if you designate that last year to do your medical stuff, to do your recovery time, things of that nature, then technically the organization itself is missing out. Mm, that's fair. That's fair. It's gotta be a good mix. Then you're right, saying. right. That's fair. I, I like the idea though. Oh no. I do sure. like the idea. It's, it is a good idea. Okay. That's yeah, fair. Yeah. Fair. That's fair. It's fair to say Roman. Well said. Well said. Um, it is it is fair. It's a good idea. It's hard to sustain. I agree with that too. That's fair. Um but it is a good idea. I think that if they can work it around where it does where it is successful, I think it'll be more you you're going to get more from the drill instructor overall right. than slay 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 slay. You know what I'm saying? Like cycle out looking like you're 50 but you're only 28 or 32, right? right. It, remember being the rabbit? I was always the rabbit. Oh yeah, because you're a PT stud. That's correct. I was never a PT stud until I got to the depot, and then I get then I got back to the real real fleet, and I was back to my normal healthy weight. Uh, but the rabbit sucked, ladies and gentlemen. If you do a DI duty and you're you're a new guy, you're gonna be a rabbit. Rabbit is the dude in front that the recruits chase. The recruits chase, and they will catch you. Uh, not always, but most of the time. There's that one good, yeah, two to five percent of recruits that run super fast. Right. Sub 18s. Right. Every single cycle. There's a dudes running sub 18s. I hated rabbiting for those dudes. Because you, in a three mile, you had the rabbit for how long? Uh, for half. <laughs> so, mile and a half. <laughs> yeah. And those dudes are running eight, eight minutes, eight and a half minutes. Yes. You, I can't even run an eight and a half minute, mile and a half anymore right so it was super tough i'm sitting there str- looking like and then they assume they pass you say get back get back so they, they would you know they couldn't pass you it's not fair right oh did you just have them war cry as they're uh, <laughs> as they're coming up behind you like good you don't want to scream. yeah you're not putting out enough like, obviously because you didn't catch me soon enough right those rabbit uh days sucked i'd tell you that the 880 wasn't too bad though you know that dirt remember the dirt uh in san diego there's a little dirt uh track per right. se with a circuit in between those were fun but i'd put out on those to the track yes that's true that's true that's fair. It, i didn't like the circuit that was my worst i hated that pt always did you what was your worst pt session for the recruits or for you now for the recruits for me uh i think the the worst pt session i think was mcmap actually <laughs> I think that was the worst. You think so? To being at being a brand new drill instructor. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. But remember though, the, it there's a lot of things that changed while we were there. I think 
When were you there again? Uh, from 2016 to 2019. Oh, okay. So you were you already out when it started changing. So, well, kind of and kind of not. You're in the in the between. So I was there in the towards the latter end of the gray area, right? And then it came into no more corrections during Mac Big Map. Only when the 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 instructor pushed them out to train, right? And then that's when you had to make effective corrections, right? Before though, it was free game. I remember the bet? Were you there? Were you there? Did you go to recruit training when they had bends and thrusts? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was fun. Imagine being a drill instructor during bends and thrust sessions. I can't imagine. Oh my goodness, that'd be Slayer. But anyways, McMap was towards the latter end of my tour. The McMap sessions were fun because you'd stay in the back. They had their little powwow for a good while. And then they'd push out to demonstrate or to execute the technique. And then that's when we had our fun. Uh, when you say fun, fun making effective corrections for McMap techniques. Okay. All right. Um, anyways, but for mine, it was a circuit. I hated the circuit, especially when you had a stick. The strength and endurance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When you had a stick, you had to sit there and tell them to get around, get to the get to whatever workout they're going to do. And then you then you sit there and do the workout with them. And you still got to scream, still got to run, still got to make corrections, and still effectively work out. I hated that one. Did you like that? That was your favorite? I, I enjoyed That it. was the easiest one for you? That was easy for me. Wow. I honestly the any anything boots and utes like when they did the uh, the a frame and things like that mm. that was for me was a slayer because that was consistent running consistent running ah yeah yeah the uh, confidence course confidence course one and two yeah that's fair too boots and utes was yeah that's a good one too actually I think about it. that's a good one it being the uh, duty serum drumster though with the whistle that was easy super easy just walking around I liked being on the uh, what's that. Um, the stairway? Yeah. Uh, we started using the harnesses towards our ladder. We, we never used them, though. Nobody ever used them until uh, a recruit fell down, hit the pad, right? He broke and, his crown, <laughs> and Jill came tumbling out. <laughs> yeah, right. He fell down to the pad. He, I think he broke his wrist or something like that. And uh, after that, we started using harnesses to get him up and down. That took forever. Took forever. Did they have to tie their seats? No, it was uh, on the McMap belt. Oh, okay. On the McMap belt, which... Eh, eh. Wait, they had their McMap belt in boot camp? Yes. The web belt. The web, the web, web, belt. Belt. web, belt. web belt. It was. No, they didn't have it, actually. It was a web belt, and then there was a McMap belt. Man, I don't even know anymore at this it's point. It's been a long time. Yeah, it is. Holy crap. Well, anyways, we had to tie it down. They didn't have a seat, though. I know they didn't have a seat. As the senior drum sergeant on the, on the uh, course or whatever it was, they had the seat tied up at the top. Mm-hmm. I remember that. But anyways, so there's some uh, good and good and bad experiences in DI duty. Yes. <laughs> Look, ladies and gentlemen, all I gotta say, is, I think me and me and me and Roma here, we we can both say if you don't go for the money, you're gonna do just fine. Right. The money is a added bonus. It's a plus. It is. Um, as I look at the chart. It's not that much, right? Because uh, recruiters, if they extend one year, they get twelve hundred, twelve thousand dollars in one year. You know what I mean? Like, right? Mike, Mike drop. That's a lot of money. We don't even see that in bonus. 
as doing the DI as a DI. So if you did want to go for the money, I'd say go recruiting because you get a lot of extra money uh, when you're doing that tour. But DI duty, you're definitely doing for selfless service, for the good of the core, for the good of the organization, to thoroughly indoctrinate young individuals to become basically trained Marines. Right. Good. Liked it. Do it again. Uh-huh. I'd recommend it wholeheartedly. Uh, Staff Sergeant uh, Roman Popkoff, hey, wh- where can they reach you at? Your handle? Do you have any? Um. <laughs> so, hey, what do you mean by handle? What is a handle? Well, I think it's what they what they call it. What they call when you have uh, social social platforms, social media platforms. Uh-huh. So, like at Pit Talk Podcast One at Twitter, right? Or at Pit Talk Podcast at Instagram, or at Pit Talk Podcast YouTube. What you know? What I mean, like that's the that's the handle oh, okay. at whatever. So they can find me at my house. <laughs> so you don't have any, huh? I do not. You limit it, your you limit your experience, which which is fair, which is fair because it's nowadays there's a lot of uh, inflammatory things on social media. Yes, in layman's terms, I guess, for lack of better words. Um, well, Staff Sergeant Popkov, if you want to hear about Staff Sergeant Popkov, just hit the, hit this hit this uh, like button, subscribe, like, ladies and gentlemen, and uh. This is the Journal Sucks Recession 1. I hope you enjoyed. Um, hopefully, Staff Sergeant Popkov can get some handles. Not in basketball, but social media. Oh, I was going to say, they sell them at the, at the seven-day store. Handles? <laughs> no, they do not. No, they do. Do they for real? Handles of, of booze? They do. Oh, that's what you meant. Yeah. Son of a biscuit. Wow. I got to get my mind out of the gutter. That's correct. Um. Hopefully gets some handles. But you are on IG, though. Yes. Yes, I am. At? Have no idea. <laughs> At my, my iPhone. <laughs> Just search Roman Popcorn. I'm sure you'll find them. Um, there's three of us. There's three. <laughs> so you won't. I, so he's the bald, blue-eyed guy. There's three of us. <laughs> no, there's not for real? They're for real. Oh, fudge. That sucks. Uh, they, do they all have great smiles? I mean, mine is definitely the best. Okay, there you go. So the three bald, blue-eyed gentlemen. Except for I'm wearing a mask in my picture, so you can't see my smile. There it is. So the one with the mask. Right. Um, That's all three of them, though. Oh, my goodness. Wait, so you have three three Instagrams? No, just one. Just one? Just three people that look alike? Yes. Are you all from Russia? Uh, I would assume so, yes. <laughs> one one is my cousin. And one You're was, stupid. And one was my recruit. <laughs> Uh, oh wait, that's a, that's another one. Let me ask you quick before we before we quick cut off. Yeah. Um, do you see your recruits a lot? I do. Did they jump for joy when they first saw you? Um, I mean, obviously different ones, different experiences, right? But for the most part, most of them just ran away. I, I had to chase them down. <laughs> that's PTSD already. Why would you chase them? That's funny. You know, when I saw my drone sucker, I was in Japan in 2014, 15. I, I had to do a double. T- we were driving down the main road in J- Iwakuni, Japan. Driving them down the main road, he was running from the bushes. He came out of the bushes, stopped the sidewalk with those drone instructor eyes, and I said, "Mini, Mini." That's my wife. My wife, Mini. Um, can you turn around, please? <laughs> And so she turned around. I didn't see him on the back end, but then I seen him again. He was uh, gunny. He had got promoted, uh, red tab, IT, super intimidating. 
when I went to introduce myself as Sergeant Garcia, because I was a sergeant at the time, he uh, he remembered me. And uh, it was a super weird, awkward moment for both of us because I needed him for McMap. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I went to shake his hand and it was just kind of like, I know you, you turd bag. That's what it felt like. Is it? Yes. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. <laughs> so, and then, and then me meeting my recruits in different stages of my life and, and, and DI duty, different roles that I played. Uh, it was different hellos and goodbyes for sure. It was, Oh my God, it's you again. Those eyes that I'm giving you right now. Like I'm super scared during the headlights. Oh, I thought you were giving me puppy dog. Eyes. <laughs> Is that how you look at your recruits still? <laughs> I was only a sugar daddy when I was a senior drum sector, right? Exactly. I forget. I had a full head of hair at that point, drinking coffee. I was a normal dude because you got to relate to those guys. How else are you going to keep them in the fight? I didn't drop one. Um, you probably should have. <laughs> Maybe one or two. Oh, <laughs> uh, whatever. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is Pit Talk, pulling pits and opinions with your host, Gunnar Garcia, special guest, that's our own Popkov. Try to look him up. He's, he's got something. I know he follows me somewhere. He follows me on Spotify and Instagram, but he does got something, ladies and gentlemen. Hook him, up, hook him up with a little comment, DM, direct message. Hey, nice job on the session. Get the Q&As. Get the like buttons, ladies and gentlemen. Again, this is Pit Talk, Pulling Pits Opinions. We are out. Shooters, you are now in your prep time. Your prep time has ended. With the magazine of 15 rounds, make it condition one weapon. Is the line ready? The line is ready. Shooters, fire five rounds in a time limit of 60 seconds. Stand by. Contact. Featuring active service members to discuss their thoughts and opinions on various issues surrounding military life, current events, and history. The statements heard here are the opinions of its members and guests. These do not necessarily reflect the views of the Department of Defense and are not endorsed or sponsored in any way. Listener, viewer discretion advice.